you're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Before we get into the episode today, guys, there is mention of drugs and drug abuse throughout this episode. For free and confidential advice about alcohol and other drugs, call the National Alcohol and Other Drug Hotline on 1800 250 015. For 24-7 crisis support regarding substance abuse, misuse or addiction, call Lifeline on 131114. Hello everyone. Today we have, as you can probably tell from the title, another drug episode. Today we are talking all about ice. Now these ones are always very, very, very popular. I think the two top episodes that I have on the health classes you missed are the cocaine episode and the effects of MDMA episode. So I thought, let's get another one going. Let's cover something else. If you're interested as well, maybe you're new here, you haven't had a listen to those. There's also episodes about nangs, episodes about cannabis. So make sure that you head back. These are some of my first episodes that I ever did. I think cannabis was literally the first episode I ever put out. So head back. Hopefully it is good. To be honest, haven't listened back. Give it a crack. Let me know. But ice, that's what we're talking about today. What we have learned is that ice is highly addictive. And according to the 2019 National Drug Strategy Household Survey, 5.8% or 1.2 million Australians over the age of 14 had ever used methamphetamine, which includes ice, speed or base. I will explain all of these things in a minute, but it is important to note here that this impact is more than just the person taking the drug and we will break this down later in the episode as well. So let's get into it. What is ice? Ice is crystal methamphetamine and it's a drug that stimulates the brain and the nervous system. So we know lots of drugs have different names. Ice is just another name for crystal methamphetamine. So when you hear that, that's what they're talking about, ice. There's also other names like crystal meth, just meth, shard or glass are also quite common as well. Now, I just talked about it stimulating the brain and the nervous system. It actually causes really, really high levels of the brain chemical dopamine to be released, which increases our feelings of pleasure and reward. And if you have listened to other episodes on drugs or even on exercise, I have definitely mentioned this before. Now, according to Health Direct, ice is actually stronger, purer, and more powerful than other types of methamphetamine like speed or like base that we touched on before. Ice is also highly addictive and can cause something called ice psychosis in some people, which can result in really unpredictable, dangerous or violent behaviours. Now, some people may have heard of something called an ice rage. That is what is known as ice psychosis as well. We will talk about that as well throughout the episode. 
Now, because ice is purer or is a purer form of methamphetamine than other things, that means that it is often mixed with a lot of other substances. So some potentially toxic substances that it could be mixed with are things like antifreeze, drain cleaner, or even battery acid. And this means that it's extremely easy to overdose or to poison the body when using this drug. How is ice taken? Let's talk about that. So ice actually comes as little crystals that look like ice. So hence the name or as like a white to brownish crystal like powder. And generally ice is injected, smoked, snorted or swallowed. So there are a few different ways that this drug can be taken. When it is smoked, the effects are immediate when it's injected, it takes about 15 to 30 seconds to feel the effects. When it's snorted, it takes about three to five minutes. And when it's swallowed, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to feel the effects. Now, some of these effects that we'll talk about in a moment can last for around 12 hours. So it is an extremely long high. If you've listened to other episodes, once again, I'm going to keep going back to that. You will know that in comparison to some of the other drugs we've covered, 12 hours is a very, very long time. And as with pretty much everything, this is also going to depend on the individual. So Some people have reported that they have not been able to sleep for days after using ice. So we're always coming back to that statement that I say every single time without fail, and that is that drugs affect everybody differently. The drug could be mixed with a million different things that you have no idea what it is. It's going to affect everyone differently. And of course, there is no safe level of illicit drug use for that reason, If it's mixed with things that you don't know about, how are you to know how much, you know, battery acid you're putting into your body? I will never stop saying that there is no safe level of illicit drug use. Alrighty, moving on now, let's talk about some effects of ice. So we talked a little bit about it before, but it produces a really intense rush of energy that can make people feel extremely confident. Because of this, it also increases the likelihood of people participating in risk-taking behaviors. So if people feel euphoric, they feel confident, they're a lot more likely to make silly decisions or to participate in activities that maybe they wouldn't when they are sober. Now we know a couple things to take into account before we get into the effects are that the amount of drug taken and the strength of the drug will depend every time a person takes it. It will depend on the person's physical body and state of mind as to how they might react to this drug. And it also matters if a person has mixed ice with other drugs. These things will all affect how a person reacts and the effects that they feel. So let's start with some short-term effects. And there is a bit on here, so just bear with me. This is all according to better health. A person might experience really enlarged pupils. They may have a dry mouth. They may sweat excessively. They may have feelings of increased pleasure and confidence as well as increased energy. A person may grind their teeth. They might be itching and scratching at their skin. Some people experience an increased sex drive. They might have a rapid heart rate and rapid breathing rate. Reduced appetite is quite common, so not wanting to eat. If a person snorts the drug, nosebleeds are also quite common. 
And of course, if a person is injecting ice and sharing needles, there is an increased risk of hepatitis C and B and also HIV or AIDS, other bloodborne diseases like that. So those are some short-term effects. Let's talk about whether people experience a come down from ice. And as you can probably imagine, the answer is yes. People definitely experience a come down from ice. This is very, very common when we've got drugs that build up dopamine or serotonin or norepinephrine in the brain. There's going to be a crash afterwards. And this can take several days for people to recover from. What does this look like? When it comes to ice, it can look like difficulty sleeping. A person might experience exhaustion. They may be really agitated and feel quite down or low. They may experience irritability as well as paranoia, even hallucinations or confusion. And according to Better Health, people often use other drugs like cannabis, opioids and benzodiazepines to actually cope with the come downs which can therefore lead to a cycle of drug dependency and drug reliance. So there is almost this really vicious cycle here that can occur. The come down is very, very severe from this drug. People feel like they need to make themselves feel good again. And maybe they're not taking ice again. Maybe they're looking at other drugs, which again is not great. That can lead to serious addiction and can severely impact a person's life. Long-term effects. So we're talking about repeated long-term effects now. This can lead to, and there is a fair bit here again, so bear with me. First one here is extreme weight loss. We talked about from the short term that people might have a reduced appetite. If a person is using regularly, they're less likely to be eating as frequently as they should. This can, of course, cause weight loss poor sleep. People might have dental problems. We talked about the teeth grinding. They may be more susceptible to colds and flus. Again, drugs affect the immune system and how that functions. So you are likely to have a suppressed immune system. People may experience stiff muscles. They may have problem with concentration and memory. You can experience heart problems, even kidney problems. People can experience mental health problems like depression or anxiety. It can cause people to have a stroke as well. People who use regularly often look a lot older than they should. So it does really affect not only the inside of your body, but the outside too. And of course, they may be more susceptible to social work or financial problems, as well as mental health problems like we just touched on a couple there. And lastly... Long-term repeated use of ice can, of course, increase the risk of a person overdosing and that can lead to death. Now, a quick bit on polydrug use here. We did talk about at the start of the episode mixing with other drugs. Now, polydrug use is when a person mixes two or more drugs at any given time. And according to Health Direct, if a person mixes speed or ecstasy with ice, there is a big increased risk of experiencing a stroke If a person mixes ice with alcohol, cannabis, or benzodiazepines, there is a very big risk of overdose as well. Moving on now, let's talk about ice and the brain. And this is all according to the website Cracks in the Ice, which actually had some really fantastic resources. If there is any teachers listening or anyone else, head to that website. I will, of course, link it. Have a look at it. There is a lot of really good stuff on there. But what happens? Let's talk about it. 
So ice triggers the release of three chemicals, which of course, if you've listened before, you will know. And they are dopamine, serotonin, and noradrenaline or norepinephrine. I'll say noradrenaline. That's what they wrote on this site. Makes it a little bit easier, but that is the same thing, just different names for America and for Australia. Now, these chemicals are released normally throughout our life during other kind of pleasant activities such as eating or sexual activity. Now, these things leave us feeling quite satisfied, quite happy, and also quite alert and energized. However, when there is too much of these chemicals, the brain becomes overloaded. And this is when people experience those things like sleep problems. So people cannot sleep for days. And this is when symptoms of psychosis occur. So what actually happens is that ice stops the brain from reabsorbing these chemicals, which actually lowers the supply in our brain and is therefore the reason that people might feel irritable or feelings of depression for days afterwards. So you actually lack those good neurotransmitters. No wonder people feel terrible and then reach for the drug again. It is, it, it puts it into perspective, I guess, as to why people keep going back to certain drugs. Now, long-term use can actually destroy dopamine receptors in the brain, and this can take up to a year for brain changes to return to normal again. So we spoke a little bit about overdose, a little bit about the psychosis there. So what can actually go wrong with ice? And you can probably imagine a fair bit can go wrong. Of course, we know people can experience an overdose, and there are many, many other harmful side effects of ice. Some other things that can occur that are a little bit more permanent are things like paranoia, people can experience memory loss, or of course, that ice psychosis. This might look like a person having delusions, they may have hallucinations, so they're seeing things that aren't actually there or hearing things that aren't actually there. They may also exhibit really aggressive and violent behaviors that are out of character, and this can last a few days generally, as we talked about, because people are not sleeping. What can an overdose look like? So an overdose might look like a person experiencing heart palpitations. They may have breathing problems. They might have sudden severe headaches. More obvious signs and symptoms may include things like seizures. Their body may be uncontrollably jerking, or they may be extremely agitated or confused. People may also be unresponsive. That is a pretty clear sign that a person probably needs help. Obviously, as we know, an overdose can lead to cardiac arrest or unconsciousness or even death. So always, always, always call an ambulance that is triple zero here in Australia. Ambulance officers do not necessarily have to call the police. They are not police officers themselves. And remember that acting fast can actually save people's lives. So always make sure... If you think you need help, you probably do. Just call for help. All right, last couple bits of this episode, team, we're going to talk about withdrawal. So as with all drugs that are highly addictive, giving up can be extremely challenging both physically and mentally. And this means that there are often some unpleasant withdrawal symptoms that can occur. Now with ice in particular, these usually settle after a week and are generally gone completely after four weeks. Now, some symptoms of withdrawal, according to Better Health, include aches and pains in the body, restless sleep and nightmares, which is no surprise, confusion and irritability, depression and anxiety, exhaustion. A person might actually have an increased appetite during this time. 
paranoia can occur. And of course, they can experience intense cravings for the drug. This can last up to three months. However, others persist for over 12 months. So you can imagine how hard it must be for a person to give up a drug that is as addictive as ice. And let's talk about treatment. So there are varying treatment options for drug use. The most important thing for people to do in, I just think every aspect of of life in general is to make sure to confide in people around you for support. Support systems are key here. And again, they are available for people, whether or not that's personal, there are organizations who are put in place and it is their job to help people in these situations. So make sure we use them, especially if you're here in Australia, we are very lucky to have some of the options that we do use the services that are provided there for you. It can also help to talk to people in your situation or who may have been in your situation. Now, in addition to that, people may go through detoxification. They may go through counselling, group therapy. You know, there's rehabilitation centres or supervised hospital stays that people can access. Speaking of hospitals, you know, they are always available, emergency departments if needed, GPs or even community health services. And there is actually the option sometimes of doing rehabilitation at home. And this includes approaches like cognitive behavioural therapy. People can go through counselling. They're given self-help strategies and peer support to help get them through. But drug addiction is tough. It is a tricky, tricky situation. And it's really, really important, not only, you know, if someone is going through this themselves, but also for the person who is supporting someone going through it to really, really look after themselves as well. Now, support for yourself or for the person you're supporting, of course, is always, always available. And as I said, it can be, you know, a very hard and complicated and lengthy process of helping someone go through treatment for drugs or for drug addiction. So as always, call triple zero for emergencies. Talk to your GP or doctor if you need to. As I said, that Cracks in the Ice website is a great resource They are based here in Australia. It's awesome. I'm sure it's available to everyone. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, the National and Other Drug Hotline is always available on 1800 250 or Lifeline on 131114. As always, everything will be linked in the show notes here for you if anyone wants to access any of these things. But other than that, that is all we have for this topic today. So that is the impacts of ice. I hope you guys feel like you learned something. I hope that you feel more informed about this particular drug and that you feel like you would be confident in telling other people about the impacts of this drug. Thank you as always for being here. If you guys like this episode, please, or any other episode for that matter, please share along on your socials. Make sure to tag me, share with a friend, whatever it is. Let's get the word out there and stay educated. Thanks guys. See you later. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM and How's Your Head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.